If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Welcome back to the Hold Up What podcast. It's your boy again, back better than ever. Beautiful fucking day outside. Gorgeous weather. Took the town for a walk. We're going to get into that in a little bit because first we have September 14th, this date in history. On September 14th, 1814, Francis Scott Key wrote the poem Defense of Fort McHenry, which later became the lyrics for the Star-Spangled Banner, the national anthem of the United States. However, the moment is tinged with irony and controversy as the anthem has become a focal point for discussions around systemic inequality and racial injustice in America, especially during sports events where athletes have taken to kneeling as a form of protest. While the creation of the National Anthem is a pivotal moment in U.S. history, it has evolved into a complex symbol with divisive interpretations, particularly, that's one of those tough words, particularly in the context of social justice movements and protests. History has its eyes I feel like I got to do an episode on the whole Kaepernick kneeling thing. I feel that was a big time in our history, but we don't have time for that today. <laughs> Definitely not going to get into it today, but that would be actually a pretty good topic. I'm going to write that one down. I can already hear people being like, you're an idiot. I can hear, I can see it. I can read it. I can tell. Oh, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that, but we do have a topic you do want to talk about, but we have to get into the biggest news of the day. And it happened on our walk when I was walking the hound just now. So as you know, I go to work all day, go for a walk. We do like a mile and a half in the morning, come home, do like another mile and a half after dinner, and then go out in the backyard after recording this for a little bit, you know? And we also go running in the morning and stuff. And I don't know if I've mentioned it to you guys. I'm pretty sure I have. But being that I live in a neighborhood with a shitload of dogs, and I would say there's, for every, I think it's almost two to one responsible to irresponsible dog owners. But it's the one dog owner that's the, it's the one irresponsible dog owner that usually has like a shitty dog. I've definitely mentioned this to you before. So I don't know where this dog came from. I don't know whose it is, but it's on the street in the neighborhood that it's a little, it's a little rough, right? It's not even that it's rough, but they do a lot of hood rat shit down there. Uh, there's, I think one house is definitely like people dealing drugs out of like, there's always cars coming in and out. The white trash lady, Methany, she goes in and out of there and she lives like four blocks down. Um, the one house has chickens running around. They have kids in a pool and like they seem normal. I just think they just live in the shitty, this shitty block. And then like, there's always something going on down there. Like, there's people yelling at each other. There's cops going up and down there, but it's nothing like, I wouldn't say like there's shootings or anything crazy. I think it's just like, it's disorderly. You know, it's just every time if something does happen, it's nine times out of 10 probably going to happen there. And it's probably just for like someone yelling at another person or threatening to like kill them or something like it's it's wouldn't even say domestic abuse. It's just they're the loud people in the neighborhood. So nothing like bad happens. And I go running through the neighborhood like I just notice whenever I'm on that street, they're always doing something like there's ATVs being rode around. Like it's just and it's loud, but it's not dangerous at all. There's kids playing in the street. It's just it's a very hectic road. Anyway, um, 
we go on our afternoon walk and we're going and I carry a knife on me for situations just like this. And uh, we're walking and I look ahead and I see that there's a dog running loose. First, actually, we pass this one street and it's a street that has like four houses on it. It like extends into the lake. Like there's no reason to go down there unless you live down there. It's smaller than my street. Like it's crazy. And I see two German shepherds off their leash and this guy, he's out there with them playing. So I'm like, oh, well, but they're a good hundred feet away and German shepherds are usually pretty obedient. So I'm like, he probably does that all the time. So I, I saw that and then I looked forward and I was like, oh, there's a dog off its leash up here. And it was roughly a little less than a quarter, a little less than half a mile away. Like it was pretty far, but I noticed it and I seen the kid chasing it. So I'm like, that dog definitely shouldn't be off the leash. So I, we turn around like immediately, like I'm not even going closer. I'm not going to wait around. Like I'm just going to turn around and go the other way. So I turn around, I'm walking the other way now and I keep looking over my shoulder. Like, is this getting, and they're getting closer, right? Cause it's one of the situations where the kid is chasing the dog and the dog keeps running away further. And I don't blame the kid. He's probably about like 12 or 13. He doesn't know any better. He know he doesn't understand that when you do that, the dog's going to continue to run because it thinks you're playing. The best thing to do is just to stop moving or run the other direction. And if it's your dog and it likes you, it's probably going to follow you that way. And then you can run back to your house, you know, but it's not my dog. So I don't know, but I see this kid chasing him. He's, he has no shot in chasing this thing, but every time he gets within like two feet, the thing takes off running another like 15 feet, 20 feet away. So I'm like, all right, whatever. And the worst thing, what I didn't want to happen is the dog to roll up on me and Brady from behind and startle Brady or startle me. And like, you know, so I'm like, we might as well, st-, cause there's no crossroads at this point. Like we're in the one point in the entire neighborhood where there's no street to turn down. It really is like a dead area where it floods like that. This one little corner, it floods. There's one house. There's no, there's no streets. Like you're just in this one spot for, I would say like 300 feet of just nothing. There's nowhere to go. You can't go left, right. Like you're just in this one spot. So this dog is now we're I'm on the end of this area. And I'm like, if we keep walking this one way, this dog's definitely going to come rolling up on us. So I turn and I'm like, I might as well just stay in this one spot, right? Because I don't want the dog, obviously, to attack us from behind. So sure enough, (laughs) we turn. This dog looks at us and darts straight at us. So like 100 feet. And I'm like, here we go. And I've I've thought about this situation in my head like hundreds of times. What would I do in a situation like this where the dog is bigger, more aggressive, and clearly out to hurt me and Brady? And the response is usually pull out the knife, right? But this dog was the size of Brady. It wasn't, if it was a pit bull or a German shepherd, knife's coming out. Belgian Malinois, the knife would have been out. But I'm like, this dog... It, um, I was, I was, I could have fought it off. You know what I mean? I was like, I could, I could figure this out. So the dog's charging, charging, charging. Brady, he doesn't pull forward to go towards the dog. He doesn't back up. He got close to me and I felt him tense up and he snarled like I've never heard. He's never snarled like that at any point ever in his four and a half year existence. He's never snarled the way he did. I've never actually heard him snarl in like an aggressive way where he's not playing like play fighting or like, um, playing tug of war. This was full on. He had his chest puffed out. His hair was all standing up. His He stood at like maybe half a body, half his body length in front of me. And every time this dog got close, he didn't jump at him or anything, but he snarled louder. Like it was like a, like a record scratching. Like, like it was like, it was bad. Sandpaper on like concrete. Like, and this dog backed up and like circled around and I'm like trying to keep my body in between Brady and the dog, but Brady's kept, he kept staying a little bit in front of me kind of to like protect me right from this dog. And he's snarling and I see his teeth out. Like he's really like, I've never seen him get like that. Like with, in with the intention of using it, you know, it's usually like we're play fighting or something and he shows me his teeth, but that's, 
You know, it's, it's, we're playing. This was full on. If this dog gets too close, he's taking him out. And the dog backed up, backed up, circled, backed up. And then the kid came running over, finally grabbed him. And the dog, the dog like ran back to the owner. So the kid like ran back. So we sat there. The, the craziest part was the mom. The kid's chasing the, the dog. The mom is in the car or grandma. I'm pretty sure it was grandma. And then the sister or mother, I don't know, it was a younger 12-year-old boy. And then there was the, this was like the sister mother. I don't know if it was the sister or the mother, but she was probably like, I would say 38. And then grandma was in the car or the mom was in the car. And the mom's like, oh, he got out. And I'm like, no shit. And the, the sister was like, did he bite your dog? I'm like, no. He goes, did your dog bite mine? I'm like, I don't fucking care. Like, you know, like I, I, your dog rolled up on my dog. Like if, if Brady did bite you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell you. And if it, he did, I just wouldn't care anyway. You're lucky your dog didn't get stabbed. So she, she's still holding the dog by the collar. There's no leash in sight. Another car comes up and I guess it's the dad at this point or the boyfriend or whomever opens the back door. The dog gets in the car and we go to walk. I'm like, all right, you know, good boy, Brady. I pet him like, thanks, you know. He had my back and this whole thing. And Brady will not take his eyes off the car until the dog, until like they turned a corner and they were gone. Like he was staring at the car to make sure this dog wasn't coming back. And then as soon as the dog was out of sight, it was just like back to normal. And I was like, well, thanks, Braden. Like, you know, like I was proud of him. I'm like, he didn't back down. He didn't freak out. Like he knew he's like, nope, we're fighting. Like we stopped for a reason, you know, like, and he turned into like full on, like I'm going to protect I'm going to protect my owner in this situation. He didn't like charge the dog. He didn't bark. He didn't escalate it, but he was like, this isn't, this isn't going to happen, kid. Like, get the fuck away from us. You know, we're trying to enjoy our walk. Brady's trying to hunt down this female in the neighborhood. This female Samoyed, is that how you say it? That was in heat like two weeks ago, and they have the same walking path we do, but they do it like 20 minutes in advance. So I knew they were ahead of us just the way he was sniffing. And I was like, I think he just was like, that female's around. I I can't be a pussy and I can't, I can't act like a bitch in front of my owner. So I got to just, he just puffed his chest. He was this, if you would, if you see Brady, he's like 60, 60 pounds. He's skinny for a golden retriever. He's very athletic looking, very lean. And he's got like a small, tiny head. In this moment, he was like, he was big. He looked like he was like flexing. And this dog hadn't wanted no. This dog came up growling, and Brady growled louder, and this dog just backed down. So once the car left, he's back to sniffing. We're walking, and I'm like, "Good, good boy, Brady. You know, like good. <laughs> like thanks for uh, having my back there because I didn't want to have to stab the fucking thing." And then we continued our walk, and of course, now because it's like I said, it's gorgeous out. There's dogs everywhere. Like every house has their dog in the backyard, or they're walking their dog. So like, there's a lot going on. And the whole time, Brady's just like, now he's just, he's not nervous or anything, but he's just like, kind of, he hears a dog bark. He just looks over, looks back, keeps going. Like he's, he's just cool about it. And then he's never really gotten into like a tussle with a dog, like in an aggressive way. Like he's never gotten bit by a dog or attacked. So I had never had to deal with it. And I I didn't know how he, he, how he would react if he did get one, if he did get into a fight or if a dog did get aggressive with him. But I've seen him like, we turn a corner and there's a dog right there, like on a leash, like with the owner, but like it's right there. And like it surprises him. And usually like when that, in those situations, he's again, he's calm, but he's just keeping an eye. He just stares him down. And I'm like, maybe he doesn't know what to do. And then today I was like, I'm doing like, I'm trying to get my body in between him. But this guy, Brady was like, nah, I got this. Like, check this out. And was just full, like the, the sound of him snarling. I was like, holy shit. Like, I got a tough, I got a killer dog on my hands here. He's ready to slaughter somebody. And he eyeballed the dog. He would not let his eyes off this dog until it got, until it was away. I was like, good for him, man. Really, really, uh, really stood up for his boy there.
that's not even the biggest news of the day. We had breaking news coming in around, I want to say like 3.30-ish. Something everybody's been pining for. And I wouldn't be... Oh, excuse you. Come here. I'm talking about you, tough guy. Come here. No. I'm talking about you. I gave I gave you your clout on the pod. Okay. I told everybody that you're a big tough guy. Yeah. But I got to continue to record if that's okay. okay. So in the spirit of being fair and balanced, because everyone's like, oh, you never mentioned Hunter Biden. Like, yeah, because he's a fucking private citizen. Yeah, he's the first son, but he's like fucking 60 years old. He's an old ass dude. And like, yeah, he's wild. I would love to hang out with Hunter Biden. <laughs> this dude's wild. He's smoking crack. He's hanging out with hookers and shit like he's the fucking first son and he just does whatever he wants he's got a laptop that he just takes dick pics and stuff on like this guy just doesn't get it you know it's not even he just doesn't care you would think like because joe biden's been a senator since like the fucking revolution you would think after like his hunter biden after like 30 would be like all right you know my dad's a senator and he's in politics i should probably tone it down this guy's like nah full all gas no brakes like He's got a laptop full of porn that he just gives to people and whatever the fuck. So anyway, today came down around 3.30 p.m. Eastern that he got indicted on a... The special counsel indicted him on a gun purchase he made in 2018. He's charged with three crimes, two counts for alleged false statements he made while purchasing the gun, and a third count for possessing a gun while addicted to drugs. You see what I'm saying? This guy's living the fast life, man. He's living a fucking movie. Hunter Biden had previously reached a deal with Weiss to resolve the matter without charges, but that deal collapsed over the summer amid scrutiny from a federal judge and after a related tax deal unraveled. Hunter Biden has been summoned to court for an initial appearance on the charges the court filings show below, but a date has not been set yet. A date has not been set yet. I don't know why they would write it like that. This is the first time the Justice Department has filed a charge against the child of a sitting president. The White House referred questions on the indictment to the DOJ and Hunter Biden's personal attorney, who they say plan to fight the charges. So here's what we know right now, right? Weiss has been leading the Hunter Biden investigation since late 2018. The probe appeared to be winding down in June when Weiss announced two-pronged agreement under which Biden would plead guilty to two federal tax misdemeanors and enter into a diversion agreement where the gun charge would be dropped in two years if he passed regular drug tests and stayed out of legal trouble. But at a court hearing in July, the deal collapsed under scrutiny from the federal judge overseeing the case. Weiss was granted special counsel privileges in August. The gun was purchased in 2018. Hunter Biden's gun-related legal troubles relate to a firearm he purchased in October of 2018 and possessed for about 11 days. While buying a revolver at a Delaware gun shop, he lied on a federal form when he swore that he was not using and was not addicted to any illegal drugs. Prosecutors allege he was struggling with crack cocaine addiction at the time of the purchase. Like, that's fucking insane. Three-count indictment was handed down Thursday by a federal judge in Delaware, including count one accuses Hunter Biden of lying to an ATF for lying on an ATF form when he bought the gun by falsely swearing that he wasn't addicted to illegal drugs or using illegal drugs. Count two accuses Hunter Biden of lying to a federally licensed gun dealer in Wilmington where he bought the gun. The alleged lie was related to the same sworn statement on the ATF form. Count three accuses Hunter Biden of illegally possessing a gun while using drugs or being addicted to drugs, which is a federal crime. He possessed the gun for 11 days in 2018. That's what I mean. All gas, zero breaks with this guy. He's on drugs, buys a gun, has it for 11 days. 
on drugs. Like, dude, just go to sleep. You know what I mean? Like, stop smoking crack for a little bit and just go to bed. Hunter Biden's lawyers are saying that this is politically motivated. As expected, prosecutors filed charges today that they deemed were not warranted just six weeks ago following a five-year investigation into this case. His lawyer, Ab Lowe, Abby, A-B-B-E, I'm gonna go Abby, Abby Lowell said. So from here, what happens, right? Hunter Biden is currently in California, 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 a source familiar told CNN, adding that any plan for a self-surrender or initial appearance, including the date and location, still needs to be worked out. If convicted on all counts, he could face up to 25 years in prison and fines up to $750,000. In addition to the gun case, Weiss is still weighing whether to charge Biden with tax crimes. He said in a court filing last month that a trial is now in order on the tax offenses and that he may bring tax charges, possibly in California or Washington, D.C., So they finally got Hunter Biden. Hope everyone's happy about that. Because I know this has been going on for five years now. And the thing is, so yeah, it's clearly politically motivated. Like if it's not, if you're claiming it's not, you're an idiot. But if you look into anybody for five years, see, the thing is, is when you look into somebody, this is the whole problem with like checking your spouse's phone, right? Like snooping on somebody is when you're looking for something, you're going to find it and you're just going to create context around it, right? So if you look at anybody, I'm 100% positive that if you look into everybody listening to this podcast right now, if you do a a special counsel investigation over the last five years, they'll find something. And it might not be, I'm not saying we're all buying guns on while we're on crack and lying to the ATF. I'm saying no one's perfect. And if, you, if you're if you hired as a special counsel, this is what like I said yesterday. If your only tool is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. So if you're a special counsel hired to find crimes about this guy, you're going to find crimes and you're going to blow them up and make it a big deal. So yeah, obviously buying guns on drugs is not okay. I'm not saying he should not be charged with a crime. Like he committed a crime, he should be charged for it. It's simple as that. There's no but, nothing. It's just you committed a crime, you got charged for it. However, if you look into anybody's past over the last five years, I'm pretty sure you can find something that one of us did that's illegal. Not to the extent of, like I said, buying a gun on crack or lying to an ATF agent. And we don't, we're not the first son, but we've all committed crimes before. We just haven't gotten caught. Like you're telling me you don't speed, you don't text and drive, you wear your seatbelt everywhere you go, you know, like you don't park in a handicapped spot randomly. Not saying I do that, but. I have seen people do that and I have parked in it. And you know what? Fuck it. I have parked in a handicapped spot by not while not being handicapped. You know why? Those those spots are always fucking empty. So and there's like five of them. In the chance that I'm inside for the 30 seconds I park there, that five handicapped people pull up and all need to get out at the same time for the four and a half minutes I'm in right aid, give me the ticket. I'll fucking pay it. I'll probably pay it late and they're paying double. Give me the ticket though at that point. I deserve it. But if you got fucking five prime spots and I'm going to be in and out, I'm going to leave the car running. Shouldn't be an issue. I know people are going to be like, oh, you're a scumbag. It's like the scummiest thing. It's really not. You know, I'm pretty sure you guys have all done it. But anyway, if a special counsel got hired to investigate me over the last five years, pretty sure they'd find something illegal, you know? So, and also Hunter Biden's not running for president. So this is just an American citizen like you and me committing a crime. So in the spirit of being fair and balanced, that's that. Because apparently I talk anti-Trump on here. Have I been anti-Trump on here? I don't think I have. The one time I did, I sped it up. I clipped it and I sped it up double the speed. So I just ran through it quick because it was like one of the top stories, an ex-president getting indicted. So I guess we're even, I guess the Democrats and Republicans are even on this one. You know, you we got, the Democrats got Trump, the Republicans got Hunter Biden finally. And you know, 
back to paying fucking seven fifty for a gallon of milk. So with all that being said, we're going to wrap it up because yesterday, after I said I wasn't going to run long, I ran long. We got football tonight, another football Thursday, which is everybody's favorite. And then, um, yeah, my team, I think I have two players going tonight in fantasy because I know you guys love hearing me talk about fantasy football. But the hottest team in the league, 1-0, looks to go 2-0 and this week, which we should handily beating Dude Where's My Car, spelled C-A-R-R, even though he's a Las Vegas Raiders fan and de- Derek Carr left for New Orleans. Stupid. It's a stupid name, stupid franchise. It's not going to be easy, but we're going to come out with a W this week going to 2-0. Again, hottest team in fantasy. Cannot be stopped. So let's get out of here. I'm going to give Brady some pup cream and for protecting your boy. Because I tell him all the time, whenever we go outside, it's like a weird thing that he does. I guess we do it. We do it to each other. Because I don't know if if anyone's listening that lives in a house. <laughs> I'm sure you've done it and not called it this, but it's like a perimeter check you do at the end of the night. Before you go to sleep, you take the dog out, right? What we do is legit like a perimeter check. We like make sure that the gates are closed. We go to the, all the way to the back of the backyard, look around, come back, go out to the front. We don't go really out to the front yard, especially if he's off the leash at night because I don't want him running off. Not that he would because he's going to stay by me. But we check the front yard. You know, you, you give the the car door pull just to make sure it's locked and you're looking back at the house being like all right everything's good to go give it a perimeter check takes like six minutes i'm positive people have done this and people do it if not you should it's cathartic it's very peaceful and it gives you a sense like of security so um when we do that at night i open the back door i have to step out first and then he goes out and he like goes out to like the, the yard and he goes out there first and comes back if for some reason i he i have to step out of the door first i can't he can't be the first one out i have to like step out to be like it's clear and then he goes and then like we do our whole perimeter and like we, it's legit like a it's like a set markers like we the route we walk around the property i don't know why but <laughs> it's just something we do but i've been telling him the whole time like you got my back right and like you know it's me talking to a dog but yeah he had my back today so i'm proud of the little guy you know he's gonna get some some whipped cream for uh his hard work he's the head of security around here so he's earned it with all that being said we're gonna get out of here again like i've said like the, for the fifth time so far and it's been like five more minutes hope everyone has a good thursday night let's see what we got friday big friday coming out and we'll see you fuck lettuce